And I'm I'm sorry, I do apologize. I think we said we'll we'll have prayer and then you can start. So but we did things differently. So I'm so excited that this is the first evening of our equipping uh classes and sessions. And um I am believing I am believing that we will uh gain valuable knowledge to help us and assist us in um, the things of God for us individually, but also to be a part in and participate in his kingdom and his purpose in seeing uh, this city and our area uh, one. Um, and I believe the material that we have will help us to, to get that done. Amen. Um, the Bible says that uh, we need to mix of faith with the word in order for it to prosper. The word alone won't do you any good unless you mix it with faith. Amen. So uh, there, there's something that you have to do on your part. Um, the preacher can do all he desires to do, but unless you decide, you know what, I'm going to mix what the preacher is communicating, what the teacher is communicating, and I'm going to believe God that something is going to happen. Amen. Anyway. So um, in this uh, session, we're going to be talking about spiritual reproduction through home Bible studies. This is a series that I'm going to be teaching. It's actually from a book by J.E. Yonts. And um, we're going to be covering some material in there. And when I complete um, this series, I don't know how long it's going to go. I'm going to try to uh, follow the vein of the Holy Ghost. Uh, when I finish this series, I'm believing that most of us, will have a fresh look or a fresh outlook uh, uh, at teaching Bible studies, and we, we maybe we'll be reinvigorated with uh, the burden um, and desire to uh, teach home Bible studies and to play a major part um, in um, this church with the, I want to say, the program of uh, home Bible studies. As you know, I am the home Bible study coordinator. Uh, I uh, started that role initially as we became a congregation um, a few years back. And um, I don't know how long I'm going to fill that particular office. Um, my goal is to pass it along. But while I am the coordinator of the home Bible study effort here at this congregation, um, I'm going to be uh, giving you some things to, to help us along. I've had several, several of you to help me. Sister Jamila has helped me tremendously in uh, preparing teachers. Uh, we, we are going to have a, uh, some more training and some more equipping for teachers on the side outside of what we do here. So some hours will have to be spent on your own developing your ministry. The Bible says to make full proof of your ministry. Amen. So we want to talk about uh, the ministry of the saints. Um, as it relates to, again, the title of this is spiritual reproduction through home Bible studies. How many have taught home Bible studies before? How many are currently teaching a home Bible study? How many love teaching home Bible studies? If you love teach, if you answered yes to that you love teaching home Bible studies, 
you should want to endeavor to uh, currently teach a home Bible study within the next three months. You want to teach a home Bible study. We want to make sure you desire, if you love teaching home Bible studies, you should have the desire to teach. Amen. Everyone in here. Amen. If you never taught a home Bible study, now is the time to get on board. What we're about to find out is that this was the primary effort of the New Testament church to reach and to win this world. So we want to begin with the ministry of the saints. You must understand that teaching home Bible studies is a ministry of the saints. How many saints do we have in here? Raise your hand if you're a saint. Raise them up high. Some of you got them halfway. Are you a half saint? Amen. How many, put your hand down. How many, how many are ain't? You ain't a saint. <laughs> All right. So every saint, every single saint has a ministry. The word of God is the primary tool. If you were a carpenter, there would be tools that you would carry around um, for your craft and uh, for your work. Amen. If you were a, uh, try to think of something. If you were a, uh, an athlete, you probably carry around a sports bottle or some other things that the, uh, athletes carry around. Uh, but they, they, athletes will have things that, uh, help you to identify with their craft and their skill. And, and if you are, we are children of God and the one, uh, tool that we supposed to wield, uh, or, or, uh, is the Word of God. It's the, we call it a sword. It is also called a seed. It's a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces. And the word of God is identified with many things, but the word of God is what each and every minister must have. It is very important that we need to understand that we sometimes underestimate the word of God. It is uh, often uh, difficult for us to realize that, um, that what is resident in scripture um, has decisive answers uh, to every modern problem. I don't care how old the word may seem to be in the mind of many, the word of God is able to uh, solve modern problems. It has the power to overcome obstacles, and um, it has the ability to bring forth life. Amen. If you believe that, and if I believe that, we have the ability, because we should carry the word of God around as a tool, we have the ability to affect our world. Amen. And so, uh, we have depended on many things and have tried many more things to bring the results that we have talked about and believed for. But we've often failed um, because we have not really relied on the simple word of God. The Bible says this in Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that goeth forth, 
out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where to I send it. Now, the Bible tells us that God's word, thank you, goes forth to accomplish everything that God intends and God purposes. So if we have the word of God and we use the word of God for God's intent and purposes, we can be assured that whatever God designs to do in the life of others, in the life of sinners, in the life of those we're trying to reach, it will accomplish its goal. But we try many other methods to reach the lost. Right? We try handing out cards, handing out tracts, and maybe it has the word in it, handing out uh, invitations and neat little pictures. And as long as the graphics look good, maybe we'll win some. You know how we have a nice, pretty uh, a flyer? And, oh, man, they just going to really go wild for that. You know what? We go wild on it. Right? Because we understand the concept and that graphic. But the church, I mean, the people in the world, it's like, okay. Okay. You know what impact people? When they see the word and the word pricks their hearts, or when they hear the word and the word pricks their heart, that is the thing that gets people to respond. End time developments demand that we reestablish our faith in the power of the word of God. Amen. I'm not just talking about sitting in a church service and listening to a preacher. I'm talking about letting the word of God go forth outside of these walls when we are connecting with people. And talking with people. How many times do we go out on visitation and the word of God is not really being communicated? We may talk, hi, hi, my name is Charles Simpson. Uh, we're out, our church is out and we are in the neighborhood and uh, we're inviting people to church. And we have a program going on. We want you to participate in our program. That's pretty much what we're saying. Right? Now, we know the reason why. You have to let my hand go, social. I'm okay. I'm straight. Come on, man. <laughs> the reason why we do this is because most of the time we're relying upon our own personality or we are relying uh, upon a, a certain connection and we're relying upon trying to figure that person out to see whether they're open, to see whether they're closed. I've been there. I do that or whatever. We don't, you know, it doesn't even matter whether a person is closed. If the word of God goes forth, God knows how to accomplish that way he intends for it to do. And so if the word goes forth, Maybe that will penetrate. Maybe the word will bust up and break up the rock. Hello. 
And so we don't rely on the word of God. Now, the problem is this. Do I expect you to go right out to someone and say, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe him should not perish but have everlasting life. No. Repent and be baptized and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. No. That's not what I'm communicating. And so we have a problem, so to speak, is that we go out on visitation, we go out doing evangelism, and it is very awkward to uh, administer the word in these um, quick uh, confrontations that we have with people. These uh, rapid encounters that we have with people. And it, it, it is not really productive per se to kind of just give the word that quickly. So we think. But. If we are accustomed to connecting with people, because that's what we spend our time trying to do, you know, we put out our Holy Ghost feelers, whoo, that person, he, he, he desires something, that person doesn't and all that, whatever, and uh, half the time we're wrong. Oh, that person, they were in tears, because they was ready to get out your, they was, <laughs> They're like, please, let me, I'm ready to go. Well, amen. But we know the word of God works. Anyone? We know it works. But we are out and we're trying other methods. We're trying quick methods. To get the job. I'm not against quick methods. We talk about sowing seed, and I'm going to talk about that a little later. May probably won't be in this first session. Not the second session, I mean this first lesson of this. Uh, but there is a remedy, folks. We can get the word into the lives and hearts of people if we can just get in their doors and get in their homes with home Bible studies. Mm-hmm. What about sowing seed? What about it? Where, where are those cards? Anybody got one of those cards? Come on, I know somebody got a card. Come on, somebody give me something. Give me something. Oh, yes, here we go. You got one? Come on, give me something else. I know you got me. Give me one of your other things. I know you got some. Anyone else got something different? Anyone, anyone has something different? One, oh, there we go. Oh, no, what about these? See, nobody's carrying any cards. No wonder we ain't winning no <laughs> Come on. Where's one of those C cards, as we call it? Hey, give me one of those. Anybody got any door hangers hanging around? <laughs> any door hangers hanging? All right, there we go. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Now, see, we can we can do this. There you go. And we say, man, we sowing seed. Antioch, the apostolic church, Sunday worship services in two locations. Antioch North. That's a seed. That's an invitation. 
at best. If you hand it to them, you really didn't invite it. You just gave some information. Now, I'm not against this. That's fine if we do this. Okay? Everyone hear me? This is not negative. Everybody repeat after me. This is not negative. Pastor is just stating facts. Okay? This is information on our church. That's awesome. Oh, this is the power of prayer. Are you really going to get someone saved by this? <laughs> power of prayer. They go to pray, nothing happens. So we'll just put that right there. Okay, we're getting better. People have heard many things about you. Yeah. How much of it is true to who you really are? You have probably heard many things about Jesus. Oh, it's getting interesting. Got the name of Jesus. I like that. Is it all true to his word? Learn more about Jesus. See, that's an invitation to learn about Jesus. That's a good start right there. Because you got Jesus. You got the name of Jesus. And so this is an introduction. Right? Now, here we go. It's not bad. I like that. What we see is only a small part of what really is. So somebody right now scratching their head, huh? Let me read that again. <laughs> what we see is, oh, oh, that's neat. Oh, I'm just going to get saved after that. Man, this want me to get saved. Where's that church? <laughs> right? Nice, pretty picture. But that doesn't mean. Now, we get, we get a little. The existence of God is the most powerful reality anyone will ever come to know. Experiencing a relationship with God is superior to practicing the religion of men. When Jesus died on the cross, it showed his desire to forgive you. When Jesus rose from the grave, it demonstrated his power to save you. Wow, that's a lot of words. And it's like, okay. And that is witnessing. If they read it. So technically speaking, that's not me witnessing. That's giving them something. Technically speaking. It's not me witnessing. If you if they read it on the spot, I guess, you know, maybe you can get half a credit for witnessing. Discover the depths of God's love. It's really an invitation to discover God's love. Information about the church. His purpose was for all the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he's not very far. So it is a scripture on there. And so that person can read the script, a scripture, and it may probably won't do anything because they just read a scripture. Is that me sowing a seed? Ah. Think about it. We call them seed cards, and that's fine in that context. And, okay, maybe I sold something into them, right? I, I, I gave them a scripture. But it was a man. Is this okay? It was a man that was on his way from Jerusalem back to Ethiopia. And he was doing this. I just came from uh, Jerusalem with all the religious people, and I'm reading these scriptures that the religious people have, but I don't understand what I'm reading. Then Philip comes and says, hey, 
do you, do you, he called himself up to the chariot and he said he, he was reading that and he said you, you know what you're reading he said how can I know unless somebody explain it to me the book of Romans said the same thing how should they hear unless they have a preacher and so the, the concept is this they need someone to teach them so handing them a card folks if handing people cards with <laughs> would cause revival, man, we would have great revival. Or harvest, we can pass out 5,000 of these things. God bless the 10 that, that may have connected or came to church. We know you pass out, we can pass out 1,000, we may see one. Can, we be, can, can I be honest? Well, this is not a criticism toward us. We're talking about the methods. Let's keep doing this. All right? You know why we need to keep doing, doing this? We need to keep doing things like this, all right, to get us moving and to get us out there into the field. But doing this, I want to do that, pass it out indiscriminately, all right? But if we don't go beyond doing that, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've, I've been doing this for years. Now, how many have passed out maybe a thousand of these in their lifetime? Sure, it's a number of people, right? Where's all the fruit? Huh? This is not a criticism. I know it seems like it's starting off that way. I'm talking about our methods. I want to do this. We we get ready to do a whole lot of this, aren't we, Sister Nicole? You made all the packages, right? Groups that are are, are we getting ready to do this, right? Groups? Huh? We're getting ready to do this. This is only a stepping stone for us to get out. The idea is to get out, use what we have to as a tool to make us feel comfortable, but somehow we're going to have to go beyond this. And that's where home Bible studies come in. In recent years, much attention has been given to the growth of small of the small church. However, the method of teaching God's word um, uh, is kind of reduced um, in both small and large churches. I don't know, Sister Nicole, if you know how many people are in here. There's 59 people in here. If I ask everyone to stand up that is currently teaching a Bible study, it would probably wouldn't necessarily be good. I would venture to say no more than 10 people probably are teaching a Bible study currently. Does that make us a bad, does, does that make us bad people? No. 
Is it possible for 90% of the people in this room, adults, and that includes the teenagers, to be teaching a Bible study by the end of this year? It's very possible, folks. It is very possible. First of all, if you want to teach about, that's first. You have to want to teach one. You have to want to teach one. Sister, you've been here for what? How long has it been? Since July. Okay. Seven months, maybe. If it's July, um, roughly six months, whatever, depends on what part of July you came in. If it's the first part of July, whatever, y'all do the math. That's five, six months, roughly, right? Six months. You can teach a Bible study. Yeah. Yes. Teaching Bible studies will work anywhere. With any culture, of any type of people. Sister, you come from Vietnam. You've been here for, what, three months maybe, two months? Two or three months? Where you, uh, in Vietnam, uh, does Bible studies work in Vietnam? It works in Vietnam? Yes. See, Bible studies work across the world. Um... Now, is it legal to, is Christianity legal where you are? I know some places it's not legal, right? It's not legal at all. Now, see, she has, she has to have Bible studies. Is it okay to record this? Underground. See, some of you don't know that. So you can't get out on the streets and start handing out flyers. But you can teach a Bible study in a, a, a home somewhere quietly. What would happen if it becomes illegal for us to proclaim what we believe out there? In some places, it is actually illegal. You can't go to certain apartment complexes. Don't bring that stuff there. You can't go to certain shopping areas with the gospel. Hello? So what are we going to do? They have a, uh, Vietnam has great revival going on from what I understand and people being saved. I understand people in China where it's illegal, a great, uh, massive churches. By what? Home groups. As a matter of fact, that's basically what you guys do, correct? Their churches there are through home groups. Now what, I don't know, I want to say that I, the, the pastor's name, I don't want his name to go out there like that. Um, Folks, in many places, you can't just go out there proclaiming what we believe in. But that's no excuse for us not getting it done. Do you know that the early church could not go out there just, hey, come on, everyone. After Jesus was crucified and after Paul made a stand on um, uh, Stephen, you could not do what we do out there. And what we do out there really is not being too effective. Let's just be real. But if we go out there, now see, we have uh, a, a benefit 
Because we can go out there. Hello? But just going out there is not getting it done. We need to go out there and set up Bible studies. But you know how it is. I'm going to wait for pastor to give me Bible study because he's the home Bible study coordinator. Does this sound negative? I'm sorry. It's challenging. It's very challenging. Who want to teach a home Bible study? You say we've been here before. I know, and then we go right back to our rut. Who want to teach a home Bible study? If you, if you really want to teach one, you would do some crazy stuff to get one. Oh, that doesn't work. In the end of my lesson, I don't know when that's going to be, <laughs> you'll find out that you can get one. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some prayer. It's going to take some persistence and consistence, it, it, some consistent effort. But you'll get, you can get a Bible study. All of them won't work. All of them won't um, complete their Bible studies. Some of them, some of them will uh, fan out. All of them won't pan out. But if you want Bible studies, you can get a Bible study. Anybody have faith? See, we said mix faith with the word. And it's going to prosper. If you want a Bible study, if you believe you can have a Bible study, if you desire Bible study, you can position yourself to, and pray for a Bible study. You can do the works to get a Bible study and you shall have what you ask for. Don't say you want it, faith, and don't do the works. Faith without works is dead being alone. I have some good material, but we're going to build up on this here. What I'm trying to do is let you lick on a lollipop and then pull it back. And lick on a lollipop and let you pull it back. You taste and see. I'm telling you, I've been preaching for since 1990, actually since 1992, when I was in ministerial training. Got, uh, was licensed in 1996. And even to this day, I love nothing. Uh, I, I, the, let me try to word it correctly. Teaching Bible studies is far superior. It's still my favorite. Preaching, even teaching behind a pulpit, that's, that's okay. But sitting down, teaching Bible studies to a hungry soul, that's still the top, that's still number one. And until you do that and you see people that you're teaching get in that pool or tank or whatever and get baptized and have them to receive the Holy Ghost and, and, and get planted in the church, when you had that done on a, uh, even if it's a semi-regular basis, if you are just participating in that, that's nothing like it. You don't want to go back to anything else.
And we get a taste of that. And then we get back into the rut of our lives. I have some good material. There is no magic wand to soul winning. There are no magic words to soul winning. There are no magic people. There are no great Houdinis of soul winning. There are no special magical methods to building a church. It comes down to preaching and teaching the word of God. Sowing and planting is necessary for any harvest. And so we must instill the word of God. Make that the major part of our evangelism efforts. We must somehow get past uh, certain things or certain methods to get back to the, uh, the biblical concept of getting the word out. Most of our evangelism effort is really not getting the word out. We try to get people into the church or into a group. Come visit my care group. You're who? And that's okay to invite people. Don't get me wrong. But the idea is, instead of getting them to come to your house, won't you try to go to their house? Now, it's okay to get them in your house for a Bible study. How many know at least 10 people that's not in the church and saved and filled with the Holy Ghost? You know, you know at least 10 people, even if you just know their name. So how, let, me, let me do something. How many of you at least um, walk past 10 people? <laughs> you walk past 10 people. All right. And we a lot of times think, well, nah, I'm going to seem strange asking this person, do they want a Bible study? Well, maybe... For some people, it would be strange to ask them right off the bat, hey, you want a Bible study? But why don't you try doing what we normally do when we're trying to do outreach, and that's to develop a connection. And then maybe say something about God, try to find out their interest, and say, oh, by the way, you know, you know, I teach home Bible studies. We teach you whatever case. Would you be interested in learning about the Word of God? You say it a certain way, you put them in you put them in the corner. Once you say, would you be interested in learning about the word of God? They had to think about how to answer that. They're not going to say, no, I'm not interested in learning about the word of God. Unless they're atheists or just flat out rude or whatever. They may try some other way to wiggle out of it. But the Bible says for us to be wise as serpents. And harmless as doves. And so we're going to have to figure out ways in our communication and approach, which we're going to cover in another session, to get home Bible studies. Now, I'm just getting to the ministry of the saints, and I only did the first page of eight pages. And this is the first session.
But again, my purpose here, and it won't be like that for the second sessions, we, we're going, we have the material that we need to teach. This is a general session. But I'm going to be teaching a series, and again, when I'm done with this series, I'm believing and praying that each and every one of us will be on fire. I mean, absolutely on fire with the desire, burden, uh, and uh, hunger to, to reach people, to teach Bible studies once we reach them. Hello. Let me tell you something. You know a good way to get Bible studies? This young man has gotten Bible studies when people come in the door to the church and just got to talk to people and connect with them. And they say, I want you to teach me a Bible study. He had that happen several times where a guest said, I want him to teach me the Bible study. Now, some of you is like, you, I, I got him. That's my Bible study. <laughs> You're mine. <laughs> Possessive. Right? No, 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 that's mine. I want that one. I want that one. We got to get everybody away. I, I called it first. I called it first. I got shotgun. <laughs> right? Yeah. But if you show yourself friendly and start making connect connections with these people, and guess what's going to happen? If, they're, if they are hungry, he just had somebody just three weeks ago. Y'all say, I, I, I want you to teach me the Bible. And it's not the first time. I'm wondering how the Bible study got connected that way because the person asked. Hello? It's not hard if you say you really want a Bible study. You got guests coming in and whatever, and you only want to go over there and shake their hand and talk to them. And you want a Bible study. Right there, we got people coming in the doors. Somebody come into the doors of this church, we, we could say everybody didn't want a Bible study. Well, you know what? They may change their mind if they got somebody to come and sit with them and talk to them and all that and make a connection with them. They may not have wanted one for any other per purpose. But, hey, I felt something with that person. There's a connection there. I wouldn't mind that person teaching me a Bible study. Now, the person up, we can't get up there. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll come down Come from up there and come down and try to greet someone or whatever. Don't you know you have a, an opportunity in these seats if you run a Bible study? You connect with, you really want a Bible study? Start connecting with the guests that come in. They go outside of that door, you go out there running, oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, I didn't get a chance to say anything. Don't use excuse while I didn't get a chance. Run out that door, hey, I didn't get a chance to say something to you. I felt to say something to you. How you doing and all that? I hope you come back again. But see, if you do that in here and let it be contagious, you'll start doing that out there with the whole purpose in mind. I want to win them to God. And we win them to God, not by our personality. That may be a start by being friendly because we have to show ourselves friendly. But you don't win them to yourself. Well, our whole intent and purpose is, is you know what? I'm going to get the word of God in them. And that is going to be the power that's going to win them. It won't be my, 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 
my my uh, savviness. It won't be my personality. It won't be my command of words. It won't be my clothes. And I lo- I'm looking all cool or I'm looking fly and all that. It won't be, you know, whatever else. It will be because of the word of God. And you don't have to worry about just being the great, uh, you know, soul winner by saying the right thing. You know how it is. You're trying to win, you uh, witness to people and you're trying to think of the right thing to say at the right time. And let me see how I'm going to say this and all that. You know, and then they're gone. And we get all worked up. You know what? I tell you the right thing to say. Once you get them, get them in the Bible study and start reading scripture, that's the right thing to say. The word of God is the right thing to say. Isaiah 55, 11. His word shall go forth out of his mouth because he's going to use you as a mouthpiece and it will not return unto him void, but it shall accomplish the thing that God pleases. it. And it doesn't matter how you feel like, you know what, this was just a waste of time. If you taught that 12-week Bible study or that 5-week Bible study and you gave them the word of God and nothing happened that week or next week or next month, you keep praying for that person. You may call them up from time to time. You don't stop. You don't quit. You don't know what that word of God will do. Maybe two years down the line. Maybe uh, uh, five years down the line. But we must sow the word of God and we need to do that through home Bible studies amen we're going to have the ushers to come and um, did I let you wish a little bit about home Bible studies <laughs> amen we're going to have the ushers to come praise God we are going to receive an offering again for the next little while as long as I'm teaching I'm going to be covering this subject I do have some great information, uh, some great training, uh, uh, some practical application. We do have some do's and some don'ts, uh, and we're going to talk about some uh, things that we can do to have effective Bible studies and to teach effective Bible studies. We're going to deal with all those things when I'm teaching in the first session. Amen. So, uh if, if again, if you if you really desire to teach home Bible studies, uh, please come in, get here on time, uh, get seated, and and take down some notes or whatever the case may be on on this subject. Praise God, ushers. Amen. Let's pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you and appreciate you. Give thanks to you. All good things come from you. We can do nothing without you. Lord, we we need you, God, in all things. Direct our paths, Lord. Give us the direction, the burden, the focus that we need to do the works that you called us to do. God, I pray that this word would go in good ground. I pray, God, that none would be offended, but all would be challenged. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that you would prick every heart. And prepare every heart, Lord, for the work of the ministry. For the saints, God, is called to do the work of the ministry. Train us, O Lord, for your purpose, your cause, in Jesus' name.